Hello everyone, welcome to In The Boardroom Podcast. I am your host, fashion designer, author, and entrepreneur, and thank you for tuning in. If you want to learn more about me, visit me online at www.whoisajourney.com. You can learn all about my fashion design company, Creations from a Dove, purchase my book, Don't Become an Entrepreneur If, and just a lot of other inspirational things, View Magazine, just everything I got going on. Visit my website, www.whoisajourney.com. Now, today on In the Boardroom Podcast, we have a very special guest with us today. She is a six-figure earner. She has multiple streams of income. She was a teenage mom and turned all of the rest. She just has a lot of great things going on. And that's going to be our topic of discussion today, multiple streams of income. Because as we all know, having multiple streams of income, that's the one sheer way to ensure to ensure your way to millionaire status. So if all of you out there is trying to get to that millionaire status, multiple streams of income is the way and that's what we're going to be talking about today. All right, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to In the Boardroom Podcast. And like I told you before, I have a very special guest here with me today. Her name is Mrs. Ronnie Brown. She's a wife, mom, a serial entrepreneur, and she just has a lot of great things going on um, in her life. And today with her, we're going to be talking about having multiple streams of income. But before we do that, I'll go ahead and just let her introduce herself, introduce herself to you a little bit. So, Miss Ronnie, say hello to the audience. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. All right, and I was on your website, and I've actually I've been following you for a while on social media, so I know you have a lot of great things going on. Um, just really good, inspirational, and motivational person. So I want to go ahead and get right into it. Um, so let's go back to tell for those who don't know who you are, just give us a little bit of your background history and your story. Okay, well I am a full time entrepreneur. I'm a mother of four. I was a teen mom. I had my first son at 16 years old. I grew up in Washington, D.C., and um, I was not able to go to college because I had my son very early, and I really worked hard to just progress and create a brand for myself and a business that was actually, you know, thriving and creating uh, revenue. So I worked very, very hard. I've done a lot of different jobs from, you know, being an administrative assistant, a paralegal, and I've also been a janitor. That was one of my first jobs. And um, over the years, I've been able to really uh, dominate the direct sales industry, and I show women and men all over the world how to uh, leverage the direct sales industry and become a product for product and really earn income promoting something they love and showing other people how to become walking billboards as well. In addition to that, I have a nonprofit organization called High Hills High Goals, and we give funds to women that are in the startup phases of their businesses. We also give them tools to make their businesses run smoothly, and we do that a few times a year. So uh, that is something I'm truly, truly excited about, and you all can find out more about that at highhillshighgoals.com. Uh, I'm also uh, the founder of HHHG Lux, which is a boutique for saving and sophisticated women. And um, I'm just really passionate about what I'm doing. And I am focused on walking solely in my purpose, but not only just in my purpose, but showing other women how I've been able to achieve the things that I've been able to achieve in my life and showing them how they can do the same thing. Okay, wow. You definitely got a lot, a lot of things going on. And I want to go back to, you say you were a teen mom, and I know you worked as a janitor. 
So what was the turning point? How did you go from from that into being the serial entrepreneur that, that you are now? What clicked or what, you know, like what turned on and really got you um, in hustle mode to grind your way to where you are now? Well, it was a uh, lack of progress, a uh, lack of fun, a uh, lack of happiness. And I think that when you really start lacking things in your life, that's when you will start working to make things change. You know, you have to truly get sick and tired. And it was definitely me being sick and tired of where I was. I was sick and tired of complaining. I was sick and tired of hating my job. I was sick and tired of having someone tell me when I can go on the lunch break and when I cannot. Um, I was, you know, sick and tired of someone watching their thoughts to see what time I was rolling in the building. And um, I just wanted more. I didn't have the time to be with my family. I didn't have the time to go on vacation. You know, I had to get someone to approve my vacation. And, you know, that is just the life that you live in when you live in corporate America. And for me, I knew that I had what it takes to provide a different lifestyle for my family and I. And I, that's when I started to start to think about the things that I really enjoyed and the things that I loved and how I was going to turn those things into um, a profit. Okay. Wow. So, and what was it like when you finally went from, made the transition from corporate America going into being a full-time entrepreneur? Because it's, it's a lot of people out there who they're afraid you know they're comfortable with their jobs and they don't want to leave they want to be an entrepreneur but they don't want to go all in so what was that experience like for you making that transition well the the transition is never easy and i'm not one to fluff it up to make it seem like oh you just quit your job you know and you just become an entrepreneur it is something that you build up and i always encourage people to make sure that they are still working their job but building their business on the side. And you don't leave your job until your business is at a place where it has literally, you know, superseded what you're making at your job. You also want to make sure you have a savings. You also want to make sure that you study the analytics of your business, what year, what month, you know, what seasons are most, you know, beneficial for you and your business as, far as profit-wise, I did all of those things before I transitioned out of my job because as a mother, you have to make sure that uh, you aren't being too anxious. Or even as a woman, even as a, a maid, whoever's listening to this, I watch people make that mistake and feel like, oh, you know, I'm just going to jump off the porch and quit my job. And that that's not how this works because this is real life. You can jump off the porch and quit your job that had zero income coming in, and the reality would hit you. You'd be somewhere living, you know, in a, in a family member's basement because you've made a, a decision based on your emotions versus a financial uh, responsible, a financially responsible decision. So the transition is building your business while you are at work. When your business begins to grow, you'll know it because you'll be able to pay all of your bills with your income from your business in addition to having money saved on top of that don't leave until you get to that point a lot of people feel like yeah sometimes putting your back up against the wall is the way to go uh that sounds great in the fairy tale world but when you have bills you have an apartment you have a house whatever it is that you have going on you will literally lose it all with that mindset if you you're not making smart decisions 
you know, we can't, we have to make smart decisions, not anxious decisions. So the, the transition is definitely, for me, it was making sure that my business was making more than I was making at my job. In addition to that, making sure that I had a year, a solid year or two of savings in my bank account before I just up and jumped up and left my job. Wow. Okay, great advice. And, and that leads into the next question of your... Um, Tell us about how you got started in the network marketing industry and what's that experience been like for you? Yeah, I think that, you know, when I got started, someone walked into my salon. I owned a salon at that time. Someone walked in my salon sharing a product. You know, I tried it. I enjoyed it. I started to do my research on the product. And I realized that I can market the product as well. Okay, so that was a big thing for me. Um, I started to look things up to see how it works and how I can get involved. And I realized that the product and earn income, and I decided to do just that. And I believe that the direct sales industry, the network marketing industry, is a great industry if you want to get experience in entrepreneurship. You will learn customer building. You will learn customer retention. You will learn how to lead people. You will learn how to market. You will learn, you know, rejection. You will learn so much. So I feel like it is kind of like college <laughs> for the people who want to own small businesses. Okay. And what do you, because a lot of people when they hear direct sales and network marketing, things like that, a lot of people think that, oh, it's a scam, it's a pyramid scheme and all of that type of thing. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Many of them think that because they're uneducated on how things really work. And there are some out there that are, you know, scams and pyramid schemes. But the biggest pyramid that I've ever seen in my life has been corporate America. Mm -hmm. And, um. I mean, I think we have to notice and realize when we are literally living in a pyramid scheme, getting up every day, working 40 hours a week, and regardless of how hard we work and, you know, how much time we put in, someone has already determined our salary. And in the network marketing industry, the income potential is endless. There's no cap. So if I want to make a million dollars a month, I can make a million dollars a month where you can work a job for 20 years, but they've already determined when you walk in the door and when you sign that application that you were only worth $50,000 a year or 40 or 60 or whatever is in their budget. It's not according to your work ethic. I love when I am able to write my paycheck and my work ethic is able to write my paycheck. So I don't want anyone to cap me. So, you know, when I look at that, I look at that as a payment scheme because the CEO can make $200,000 a year, and if I work just as hard as he has, or if I put extra time in, I can never make it to that level, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what have been some of your success um, secrets or tips, or how have you been able to be successful in network marketing? With so many people, they do it, and then they quit, and then they try something else. What's, you know, what are some tips that you can share to other people um, looking to get into it? the direct sales industry I would definitely say that it's just exactly that I am consistent I'm not doing this and then I stop and I jump from one company to the next thing I'm very passionate about the product line I love it I was a customer uh, first and then I decided 
two days later, you know, that I was going to put myself in a position where I can market the product. So the thing is consistency. A lot of people don't give things time to work because they want overnight success. And I'm sorry, there is no such thing as overnight success. You have to work hard. And a lot of people don't have the patience. They don't have uh, the time. They don't want to put the time in. And uh, they don't want to go through the process of what it takes to become successful because there is a process. And it's not all glitz and glam. And, you know, there will be people that quit on you. There will be people that give up. And this is not just only in direct sales because I'm a traditional, I'm a traditional business owner as well. Uh, you have to be prepared for those things. And the, the, the biggest question is, are you prepared to keep going regardless of, who drops off, who quits, and is that going to, you know, kind of sway your decision to give up as well? And the biggest thing is just being consistent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, and I want to kind of get into the fact you have a boutique as well. So, and it leads me to what I really wanted to get into today was having multiple streams of income. So, what can you just speak on that and the importance of having multiple streams of income? But I also want to touch on you know because a lot of people think multiple streams of income well let me start this and i want to start this business and i'm gonna have this what is the difference between having um, multiple streams of income and actually building your wealth and somebody that's just trying to dibble and dabble in a bunch of different things and not really getting anywhere well the biggest thing is a lot of people don't ever experience success in one thing so the key is taking the time to actually build something, you know? You have to pay attention to that. Starbucks opened up. They started off with hot tea, you know? Mm. Teas and coffees. And then as they dominated that lane, they transitioned, you know? And now they're doing things like drinks and hot plates and small plates and later times and staying late, alcohol to their menu. But you have one thing first. That was the thing that people have made. Before I started any other business ventures, I dominated direct sales. I went to the top level of my company and became a top 10 income earner of the company. Uh, I made sure that that was running smoothly. All right. And I made sure that I was not neglecting one business. You have to have things in place to make sure things run smoothly. And when you dominate that, then you can move on to your next thing. But the biggest mistake I see people make is, like I said, jumping into this thing and that thing and this thing, and they never reach success in either of those things. So they're juggling. And when you're juggling, you're all over the place. And that is definitely the difference. Okay. Good advice. And how did you get, what's your name? What's the name of your boutique? Is it HHG Lux? Was that the name of it? It's three H's. It's HHG Lux. Okay. How did you get started in that? Was fashion something you've always been into? Yeah, I've always been in fashion and beauty my entire life. So even before I got into the direct sales industry, I actually had a online boutique and I paused it because I know that, like I said before, can't focus on one thing that you're just starting and taking on a different task at the same time. Okay, so I paused that because I was going to put my time and my energy into the direct sales industry solely and build that. So when I got to where I needed to be and I wanted to be, I went back to the things that I love. My business and my brand are built around things that I absolutely love and enjoy doing. 
Okay. And what are some of um, because it it's it's a lot of boutiques on Instagram and just in general. You know, every other day somebody's opening up a boutique. So what have been some things that really um differentiate your boutique from other boutiques, and how have you seen success with that? Well, I personally think that you have to connect with your audience. I focus on building my brand before I built this business, you know, and what I would say is when you build a healthy brand previously and people are already connected to you and they trust you and your audience trusts you and they love you and they're connected with you, they want to support you. Uh, Many people follow me as well because they like to see what I'm wearing. They like to see how I shop. And they like to see how I save and how I take cheap things and make them look like they're high fashion. Like, they love that, okay? So, when I opened my boutique, it was natural for them. I didn't have to do a lot of, you know, pushing and pulling. I put it out there. It was organic. I had a connection with my audience. And when I wear something, they want to know where I got it from. But it's because I've put in the, the groundwork. Someone opening a boutique that has not connected with an audience, does not have an audience, does not have a following, it's going to be a little more difficult for them. You know, I've been on social media since 2012, 2013, even on Instagram when it initially started. So I I just want to put it out there like this isn't an overnight thing for me. This has been years of hard work, connecting, engaging, and all of that. So that's the difference, I think, for me, having that relationship with my audience. Okay. Now, and touching on that, building a relationship with your audience, what are some things that people can do to really, or what are some things that you've done over the years to, um, I know you say you share, people like to see your different outfits and things like that, but what are some other things that people can do to really connect with their audience and potential customers? I engage with them. It's just that simple. If they comment, I talk to them. Okay. They feel like they know me. So I'm not that person that when they reach out to me, I don't respond. I'm very social online. Okay. <laughs> people are surprised that when they send me messages, when they comment, like, I talk back to them. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. I feel like some people reach this social media celebrity status, and they feel like they're too good to kind of respond to their audience. And I'm just not like that. Mm-hmm. I talk to everybody. That's good. Tell us about your organization that you have. Your was it the Millionaire Academy? So that is the, actually the direct sales industry. Um, and if they want to know more about that, they can actually go online um, to RonnieB.com and click the tab that says Millionaire's Academy. Millionaire's Academy is actually my team name for the direct sales industry, um, the direct sales business that I am in. So all the information for that particular business is on RonnieB.com. Okay. All right. And before we go, just give us some last tips of advice for upcoming entrepreneurs and anybody looking to get into the fashion industry, direct sales industry, just some final words. Uh, What I will say is be sure to put the work in. That's what I would say. Put the work in. I cannot stress this enough. Uh, We are now in this age where people think that things are going to happen in the microwave world and it doesn't and I just want to encourage each and every one of you all to not think that it's going to happen in a year it's going to happen in two years or even three years like try eight years try ten years and serve you know serve your way to success 
we are now at a place where everyone wants to kind of be a boss and an entrepreneur and a CEO, and no one wants to be a servant, and you have to serve your way to get to boss and CEO because you need experience. You, you need to work under someone. You need to get that, that time in, not jump off the porch and say, hey, I'm the boss of this company. It doesn't work like that. Go and find someone that you can serve with that is in your niche market that is looking for, you know, some assistance. Go and get out there and volunteer. Don't expect a paycheck for every single thing. Like, you have to get your feet wet, and you're going to have people say you know. You're going to have people laugh at you. You're going to have friends that don't support your business, uh, but you have to continue to push either way. Okay, great advice, great advice. And I'm sure all the listeners were able to take, learn some great things from you, great advice you've given us today. And one last time, what's your website for people to find you and reach out to you? Yeah, my website is RonnieB.com. That's R-O-N-N-E and the letter B.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ronnie Brown, R-O-N-N-E, Brown, like the color. Uh, in addition to that, you can check out High Hills, High Goals, which is our nonprofit organization. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor in helping another woman grow her business at HighHillsHighGoals.com. Uh, we are also on Instagram at HighHillsHighGoals, and uh, our boutique is HHHGLUX. And it's the same thing on Instagram as well. All right. Well, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to speak with us today. Um, Thank you, and you have a good day. Thank you. All right. Thank you for having me. Wish Uh, everyone a great year of success and prosperity. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.